Hello and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week. Presented by Sunny Health and Fitness. And this episode is brought to you by the SFB 1002 belt drive indoor cycle bike i am your host resident fitness expert matt and i'm chris your everyday nine to fiver and i'm having a bit of a trouble with my workout routine now Uh oh yeah it's getting a little repetitive and honestly i don't really know if it's doing anything for me anymore or if maybe i just picked the wrong program interesting okay well sounds like you have a uh, exercise programming issue yeah probably yeah, so a lot of times that can happen when individuals are super excited and they start their exercise program and they hit it hard and they go for a few weeks or a month and then all of a sudden things aren't changing. Poof. Yeah. So is it like we just get into a rut or our bodies just get used to it? Yes, exactly. Maybe not a rut, is? maybe not a rut, but your body does get used to it. So uh, let's just go go ahead and go over our three points real quick. We're going to talk about exercise program today. And uh, there's three very specific principles that we want to make sure that we go over just so you can understand, you know, if you've gotten to a place where um, you were working out, you're, you're excited about the progress that you've been making, you want to continue, uh, you're doing the same things, you've got your schedule going, you're working out for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, uh, three times a week, you're seeing some progress, and then all of a sudden, it stops, progress stops. So what's going on? You know, why was it working before? And why is it not working now? Um, so you may have ran into that. I know I've run into that. I've run into clients that have had that happen. And Christina, sounds like that's something that's happened to you right it, now. It happens quite often to me, actually. Almost every time I start a program, I fall into the same trap. I did uh, dancing DVDs for a while because, you know, I'm, I'm silly like that. And then I've done um, walking. And, you know, even though my legs are feeling a little stronger, the walking isn't enough. I guess. And then, uh, of course, riding my bike. My legs are looking good. Rest of me, not so much. All right. So let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's try to conquer this issue then and uh, make sure that you have the information that you need in order to uh, program your exercise for the long term. Uh, that way you don't hit any you know, road, road bumps. You don't hit any uh, points in your, in your routine where you feel like it's stagnant, it's stale, you're not seeing any Which progress. Which is exactly what's happening. So. Yeah. So there's three different points we want to make. The first one is going to be making sure that when you're programming your exercise plan, uh, that the exercises that you select are goal-specific. So just for an example, if you're planning to run a marathon, you probably don't want to spend most of your time riding your exercise bike. Right? If Good you, point. If you want to... <laughs> gain muscle, develop strength in your upper body, you probably don't want to be doing squats all the time. So exercise selection is going to be your first key point. I know that doesn't, you know, that doesn't sound very complicated. Obviously, if you want to build strength in your legs, do squats. If you want to gain strength in your upper body, do some push-ups. And then the same with the torso, you know. Yeah, same core. with the core. If you want to train your core, you know, do some core work, do some planks. Um, although the core is involved in a little bit more movements than just core activity. So okay. um, you can activate your core in different ways. Um, that would probably be a good topic to go over in we another podcast. We should totally podcast. do that. I got um, a muffin top to deal with. But in terms of goal-specific <laughs> exercise selection, we want to make sure that 
you know, you're using the right equipment for the goal that you set. You're performing the right kind of exercise that's going to help get you to where you want to be. So uh, if you're trying to lose weight, obviously you want to make sure that you're at a caloric deficit. You want to be doing activities that are going to be promoting uh, that caloric deficit and make sure that you're burning a lot of calories. So uh, making sure that you're doing, you know, plenty of cardio, uh, make sure you're doing high intensity uh, resistance training activities. Um, If you're looking to gain strength, obviously you want to make sure that you're lifting heavier weights rather than light weights. Um, So again, just making sure that your exercise selection is specific to your goal. Uh, The next two uh, points are going to be a little bit more, um, there's going to be a little bit more involved to them, but we'll try to make them as simple as possible, as practical as possible, so you can absorb the information, uh, understand it, and utilize it um, on your own so that in the future you don't run into these problems. Okay. Um, some of these other exercise programming uh, variables, we you've probably heard of them before, um, but ways to make sure that your program isn't stale, uh, that it stops becoming effective. Um, you can change your repetitions, right? So the number of times that you're doing uh, a specific exercise, you can change the number of sets, uh, you can change your rest intervals, um, how fast you do your, your exercises, so the tempo of your exercises, tempo of your movement. I've uh, seen those charts on Pinterest and on Facebook where they they tell you, all right, here's your day challenge, and then they do the next one, and it just gets progressively more complicated. Yeah, Is so that's that, that's a type of progression, and, and okay. if it cycles through on a weekly or monthly basis, that can be a type of periodized program as well. It's not the same it changes over time. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what we're talking about. And there's a reason for that. Um, some other variables that you uh, might have heard of, um, exercise order, and then uh, making sure that uh, you're spending a lot of time analyzing what exercises are going to be effective, uh, what is working, what can you do, what can't you do. So making sure the intensity is there, uh, but also making sure it's something that you can do correctly as well. So quick little fitness quiz for you. Since we're on the topic of exercise variables, Christina, do you think that you can gain strength by just doing one set of an exercise? So let's, for example, say if I want to get stronger in my legs and I just do one set of squats, let's say for (laughs) 12 repetitions, can I gain strength or do I have to do like four sets of 10 in order to gain strength? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I've done the squat thing before and uh, my goal is always to just kind of go a little higher. I think I usually stop around 15 to 20. So I'm going to say no on the fact that I still jiggle in places I shouldn't be jiggling. Well. <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible thing you might to say. Be, you might be surprised. <laughs> you might be surprised that, in fact, um, depending on your exercise level and your exercise history, uh, even if you just do one set of a particular exercise, you can elicit a strength response no, from kidding. that exercise. Okay. Um, so you don't, you, I mean, yes, if you perform multiple sets, that will help encourage further growth uh, for that exercise. But say it's an exercise well, you've never done before. You know, if okay. you've never done a front squat, you've never done uh, a deadlift. If you just do one set properly, of course, uh, you can gain strength by just doing one set of that exercise. Oh, um, well, hey, that's, that's hope. Yeah. So, you know. You don't have to follow a strength routine that you find that says, oh, you, if you don't do five sets of five, you know, for six months, you're not going to gain strength. It depends. If you've never lifted, if you've never done a deadlift, even just doing one set of 10, just learning the movement, getting your body used to it, you will develop strength over time. Now, eventually you'll run into that same 
uh, problem that you're having now where you're not going to make as much progress if you keep doing one set. But that's where you start to implement the change and you add another set, add a third set, start increasing your weight, okay, uh, decreasing so the repetitions, and slowly you'll, you'll have that adaptation change and you'll gain that strength over time. But yes, if you're, if you're curious about a particular exercise and you want to try it, and uh, you think that you have to do multiple sets with high repetitions in order to make any progress. That's not necessarily true. Um, it's always safer to start slower with resistance training anyway. So uh, if you're going to try a new exercise, you know, even one set is plenty. Um, so our second principle is going to go over periodization. And uh, I'm going to give you the basic explanation. Uh, this comes from the American Council on Exercises article they uh, posted on their website. You can find the link in the show notes. Um, but their basic explanation of periodization is uh, just kind of what you, you stated earlier, Christina. Instead of doing the same routine month after month, you change your training program at regular intervals or different periods, hence the term periodization, okay. uh, to keep your body working harder, um, but also not neglecting rest as well. So uh, they pulled this information from the from an article that was done in the Human Performance Laboratory at Ball State University uh, that showed periodized strength training programs can produce better results than non-periodized programs. So again, changing the rest intervals, changing the sets, adding more sets, uh, changing the resistance, making sure that it's just not the same program repeated um, over a period of weeks or months. Okay. Um, so we create the periodized program compared to the non-periodized program. Um, for example, created or increased uh, more lean muscle mass, uh, larger decreases in body fat percentage, and significantly more strength gains in the upper body and lower body from the periodized program compared to the non-periodized program. So that was for strength. Same goes for cardiovascular training. Same concept applies. Um, you should also periodize your cardiovascular training for the same reasons. And that's probably where I'm stuck right now because of the I'm not writing as frequently or even not I wouldn't say even consistently I just don't seem to be pushing myself harder or even in a different direction not changing up the times five minutes here ten minutes there yeah so and the reason they are stating this is you want to further challenge your body um, so that you don't run into those issues where your body is adjusted to the intensities that you're doing the amount of time that you're doing, the type of exercise that you're doing. And maybe increase my resistance. Yeah, increase the resistance, okay. increase the time, uh, or even the frequency, the number of days that you're doing per week. All right, if you, feel, if you have the time, obviously. Correct. We want to make sure that you're not pushing yourself to a, an unrealistic goal of exercise. Episode one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make sure that you have the time. So again, periodization, it all boils down to, you know, what are you doing for your exercise program? Um, you know, if you've made some progress, odds are if you keep repeating that same program, your body's going to accommodate to that level of intensity, that workload, and it's just not going to adapt um, okay. the same way. So the next point they're going to go over, more specifically to adaptation, is going to be uh, the said principle. So the said principle is your body's ability to adapt to a specific program. So the acronym stands for Specific Adaptations to Impose Demands, just means that your body does have the ability to adapt to the stresses that you place on it. So uh, if we're talking about exercise, obviously that's physical stress. So your body responds to that physical stress, that stimulus. It adapts to it, right? If you start to get on your stepper, it's hard for the first you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you get off, you get on the next day, 
it's it you know, a little, little gets bit a less little difficult. Easier. You're working out a little bit harder. It's, and it doesn't feel as, as hard as it does the first that workout that you did. Um, so your body has that ability to adapt, right? So if that you, makes sense. It kind of reminds me of the first time I did a wall sit. Yeah. So you do, you do your wall <laughs> set. It's painful. Your legs are burning. You start to cramp up. And then, you know, if you keep doing it for a month, at the end of that month, now you can hold it for five minutes instead of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't go five minutes just yet. So. Yeah. Instead of 30 seconds of excruciating uh, leg burning pain. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So your body responds to stress, right? Physical activity, exercise stress. It can adapt, right? And that can happen on a number of different biological ways, right? An adaptation to strength training and resistance training is muscular growth, right? You can increase your bone density, like we had mentioned in prior podcast. Um, you can increase your cardiovascular strength, right? Your heart gets stronger. Um, the, the lung capacity, your ability to um, uh, change the amount of oxygen levels in your blood while you're working out uh, can increase as well. And then the next thing that happens if you're working out too much or too hard um, or if the stress is too great, and you don't have enough time for recovery if you keep doing the same thing, same intensities over time. Um, adaptation starts to be limited. So changing things is great, but if you change it too much, too soon, um, and the resistance and the intensities are too great, then you can run into an opposite problem where you're not adapting and making progress. Now you're overtraining and actually causing damage to your body. So you kind of have to be careful. It's good to make changes. It's good to add intensity. It's good to increase uh, reps. It's good to increase sets. But at the same time, you don't want to push it too far because if you do, you could end up injuring yourself because your body gets too fatigued. So You know, uh, you're the first person to actually tell me that. I've had other uh, personal trainers, but I don't think they've ever brought that up before. Yeah, there is a limit. <laughs> <laughs> there is a limit. Everybody's limit's a little bit different, right? You can push yourself yeah. to a, a particular limit, which is good. Um, but there is a limit, right? If you push it too far, eventually you can get your body can get fatigued. It doesn't respond as well. Um, if you don't have enough energy that's required to perform certain intensities, yeah, bad things could happen. You could get hurt. You could get tired. Uh, you know, your mood about exercise could change. You can just not feel good about yeah, it's it. One anymore. of the reasons why I stopped using a personal trainer because they made me feel like a crybaby. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a very good way to motivate no, your client. No, not very nice. Um, so, yeah, the, the adaptation response, it works in two ways, right? It's your benefit because it can help you grow. Uh, it can help you progress. It's your body's natural way of responding to exercise stress, which is good. That's how you make progress. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to go too far because then that can lead to exhaustion, um, which no longer enables your body to adapt in a positive way. So those are the two things that you want to work out or look out for when you're looking at exercise programming. So again, making sure just to kind of go through our three points, you want to make sure that you have good exercise selection, that it's appropriate to where your goal is. You want to make sure that your periodization is there. Now, what does that mean on a practical level? You want to just make sure that, you know, you're changing up your routine every, I would say, six to eight weeks. Okay, I can do that. Right. So if you if you find a new program, you find something you like. Um, if you have change the DVD. Yeah. If you have different <laughs> pieces of equipment, right? You said you have a what? Stepper and a bike, right? Stepper and a bike and a whole lot of uh, dance DVDs. Yeah. So if we were going to map out kind of a periodized program for you, and let's say you do enjoy all of those things. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a very weird life. <laughs> Stepper, like bike, things. and dancing sounds like a fun Woo-hoo, time to me. Party. So. <laughs> You can, uh, let's just, for example, say that, you know, you started off with your stepper, right? Yes. And you're like, okay, 
I like my stepper, but six weeks has gone by. I'm not really seeing any more progress. Maybe I should change it up. I'm going to go into my cycling program now. So then you treat it like in phases. So Mm -hmm. six to eight weeks on your stepper workout, switch it up, go to your bike, you know, give those muscles that have been stepping hard a little bit of a break, change it up, um, avoid any, you know, issues that may come from overtraining. If you've been stepping too much, you know, some, if your joints hurt, if starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable, you know, give your body a little change in position, hop on your bike, do the same types of workouts, right? 30 minutes a day, whatever activity you were doing on your stepper, you can still do the same thing on your bike. Okay, do that for another six to eight weeks. After that, that, then you can transition into your dancing videos for a a series of the same length. And that gives you several months of variation in your workouts. Okay, changes it up. You're not working the same muscles consistently for six months to 12 months. You're avoiding any overtraining issues that possibly could come up from utilizing that equipment too much too soon. All right. Yeah. So that's kind of how I would just basically plan it out. Now, if you don't have a lot of different pieces of equipment, that's okay. Um, You can still use your piece of equipment. Just make sure that either you're adding some body weight training, adding some flexibility, maybe going outside for walks, changing up your activities during the week. Um, because your body does adapt uh, really quickly if you continue to do the same yeah, things over Yeah, I've gone and over lax again. on my yoga, so <laughs> but that's go. mostly for my stretching. I hadn't I had a DVD on how to do it for strength, but I haven't touched it yet. Yeah. So, so maybe I should. Yeah, so the basics of just making sure that you have a good quality exercise program that's going to challenge you over time, you know, cuz you're going to want to make sure that you're continuing to stay active, but you don't want to continue to say do the same things so you run into those issues of overtraining, just not being excited about working out anymore, um, you know, and possibly leading to some kind of overtraining injury as well. All right. I've got one more little true or false question for you, a little pop quiz, last one. Okay. And then we'll wrap it up. Sweet. Um, So we asked one question already, which was about doing one set and if you can gain strength. Uh, The next question is, true or false, does your training age matter? Uh, Do you know what your training age is? Training age. Okay, so now this is the first time I've heard that put in there. But just in general on age, I would think that it does matter because of – okay, I feel like I'm just going to make a fool of myself by saying this because <laughs> I True was wrong in the last one. Gen. Ah, derp. Ah, truth. Good job. Oh, All right. sweet. <laughs> yes, your training age does matter. So a uh, little fun fact, a little key word for you. If you don't know what training age is, basically that just means what's your exercise experience. Oh, Um, (laughs) (laughs) wow that was way (laughs) so um your training age makes a big difference in terms of starting your exercise program so if i haven't lifted any weights in my whole life i'm probably not going to want to go through an olympic weightlifting program to increase my power clean and jerk right away i need to build up to that so training age has a huge influence on kind of what kind of frequency you're supposed to be doing, um, how long you should be working out. If you're experienced and you've been lifting weights for five to ten years, yeah, you could probably start off with a new program that's a little bit more challenging. Um, but if you're new to exercise, make sure that you're starting on a basic level, basic level, uh, so you don't run into those overtraining issues too fast because your body just hasn't had time to reasonably adapt um, and accommodate uh, to your training program. Um, so good. fun little fact, try to guess what your training age is. Uh, if you haven't done any exercise ever in your whole life and you're sedentary, your training age is zero. <laughs> so start slow if your training uh, experience is is low, just as a general recommendation. All right, let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Wrap up time. Okay. Well, this episode is sponsored by the Sunny Health and Fitness B1002 
Belt Drive Indoor Cycle Bike, a perfect bike for creating a cycle class experience in your own home. We want to thank you all for joining us here at 9to5Fitness, and we hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic and other useful tips, check out our show notes or visit us at sunnyhealthandfitness.com. You can also follow us on social media using Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or even Pinterest. And if you guys really like this show, you should consider giving us a rate or even a review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening on other services, you can find us on Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Play. Thanks for uh, joining us today, and uh, come back next time when we talk about Matt's top 10 fitness equipment recommendations. Woohoo! <laughs>